Iceland, the tiny pioneering Viking nation of fire and ice with just 340,000 inhabitants is known for its barren landscape, bitter climes and hot springs. Traditionally a poor farming community that relied heavily on imported energy, Iceland was still fueled by foreign oil and coal as recently as the 1970s. At that time, the country was unable to sustain the fluctuations in global oil prices, so they turned to a source of energy they had been toying with as far back as 1907, when a farmer connected his house to a hot spring with a concrete pipe, geothermal. If you think about the earth as a ball, inside this ball is a big ball of fire. It's a tremendous heat in the center of the earth. There are two main usage classes. You can use it if it's very hot to create electricity and that we have been doing for a long time but I think the more interesting use is what we call direct use of geothermal and which is much more common. This low temperature is not uh, restricted to volcanic areas. It's very very widespread. Now 90% of Icelandic households are heated with hot water directly from geothermal sources and almost 100% of Iceland's energy comes from renewables when you add in solar and wind. Geothermal is used to power football stadiums, swimming pools and even melts icy roads during the winter. Icelanders are quick to adopt new ideas. Renewable energy has allowed the nation to create an extraordinary ecosystem using natural processes in novel ways. The country aims to be completely carbon neutral by 2040 and the uptake of electric car use is second only to Norway. Audi has been deploying its own new ideas in a quest for carbon neutrality as it develops a new generation of electric vehicle. At the car company's plant in Brussels, one of the world's only full-service inner-city facilities, they made the decision to go balance sheet CO2 neutral in 2017. The move came in tandem with the development of Audi's first fully electric car, the Audi e-tron. It was only natural that the car be built in a state-of-the-art setting. We had to rebuild the company again. What you see on the outside are still the old walls from in the, in the past. But the inside, everything has been new. Uh, from the body shop, paint shop, into the final assembly. And new for our company is the fact that we are building also the batteries. I believe today, in this company, you have the possibility to see nearly all the inventions that Audi has been made in their processes, you can see it on one place. This level of innovation is something that is mirrored in Iceland's entrepreneurial landscape now that the country is almost completely self-sustaining. We have now more or less met our demand and we are struggling with the questions how much more do we need to develop? So finding the balance between conservation, keeping nature, which is a key resource for Iceland, completely untouched, and developing uh, energy resources for businesses and, and economic opportunities. Icelandic businesses have been quick to piggyback the sustainable energy sector's advances across a variety of industries. The Frutheimer greenhouses, for instance, combine horticulture with tourism and cuisine. Thanks to sustainably produced artificial sunlight, Frutheimer is able to grow four varieties of tomato all year round. And in the quaint capital of Reykjavik, innovative startups are rife. Someone whose business is quite literally fueled by geothermal is Sigurlag Sverisdotter. 
Spotting a crack in the market, she opened the Ion Adventure Hotel in the old workers' quarters of a geothermal energy plant. She has profited precisely because she saw not only the wellness benefits, but the financial payoff in the positive exploitation of sustainability. I realized that I hadn't opened a hotel, I'd created a new destination. I knew that there would be demand for this because it was, you know, it's, it's so close to the Icelandic nature, it's, you know, it's, it feels like you're in the middle of nowhere, but you're only about 35, 40 kilometers from Reykjavik. So the location gives it a lot of, a lot of power. For Audi, leveraging location was also key to accelerating change. The shrewd move to manufacture the Audi e-tron in Brussels, right next to Europe's decision makers, will hopefully help to drive the process of invention and increase uptake of electric vehicles. We are the biggest industrial company in the Brussels region. We can use Brussels as well as a kind of a test area while we want to promote uh, electrical cars, we can bring them uh, around Brussels, we can show them and we can do all kinds of um, activities to create more invention in technical parts of the car. So that is an advantage. As we look ahead, there are many lessons to be learned if we are to make the transition from fossil fuels to sustainable energy, not least from a small country and a large car maker who are both seemingly driven by the same vision, that collaboration between government, industry and private individuals is an important catalyst for change.